Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Well, I want to ask some questions just to get us thinking about being kind, please. What if? What if kindness was the dominant characteristic of your interactions with others? What if? What if kindness was the dominant characteristic of your family? Like, that's just a kind family. What if kindness was the dominant characteristic of those with whom you disagree? What if? What if for Valley Point Church, it was said of us not, that's the church with the new building, But that's the church, that's the group of people who are just kind. That collection, that community of individuals, they are just really kind. What if? Back in January, I asked the question, what if this were to be the best year of our lives? And I think we all want that. That sounds wonderful. Yes, it's true. Well, I added to that statement by saying, if you want this to be the best year, year of your life, pursue having the best spiritual year of your life first. And if we were to do that, if we were to pursue having the best spiritual year of our lives, well, it's likely we might have the best year of our lives. And then I said, one of the ways we can have a great spiritual year is to find a couple of verses to anchor our souls. And that was our focus and our concentration during the month of January. We had a great time thinking about verses that can carry us through all of the ups and downs of a new year. Well, I want to add to that theme, and I want us to continue thinking about how this really can be the best spiritual year of our lives. And in addition to finding some verses to help anchor our souls, I believe we need to add to that kindness. Kindness. And I believe with everything inside of me that kindness has the ability to change every single relationship. If there is an infusion of kindness, even if the relationship is great, I think it can improve. If the relationship is in trouble, well, a dose of kindness can really change everything. And so over the next four weeks, throughout the month of February, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about kindness. And so you can just know next week and the week after that and the week after that, we're going to be thinking about and talking about kindness in here. And then I'm going to extend a kindness challenge, something that I want everybody in here to do for the next 30 days. And this is for students. If you're in middle school or high school or in college, this is for you. And I hope that for the next 30 days, you'll step into this kindness challenge. For the adults in the room, I hope that you will do this too And not just think it to be something for someone else. I want us all to personalize this and say, all right, I need to step into this kindness challenge knowing that I can and I should improve the relationships around me. So we're going to talk about kindness. I'm going to extend a kindness challenge. And I think along the way, we will improve, all of us, individually and certainly corporately, I think all of us will improve and become a little more kind. So two quick thoughts. 
There is a book by Sean T. Feldhahn called The Kindness Challenge. I would encourage you to buy this book. It's a great book. I'm basing the series on a lot of things that are found here. Sean T. is a social researcher. And so the book is based on all kinds of different research that she has done centered around kindness. And what she discovered is that if you take 30 days, and I'll talk to you about this at the end, if you take 30 days and pour kindness into a key relationship, chances are very high that it will improve. And so this book is fantastic. I've walked through it. Several other people here at Valley Point have done that. We'll be using it as a tool and a resource throughout the series. I would encourage you to get that book. The other thing I want to let you know is that in Kid Point, our kids who are downstairs and they're walking through teaching times right now and they'll have small groups as well. One of the things they do every month, which I think is incredible, is they give out a virtue of the month and then they focus on that for all four or five weeks of the month. Well, wouldn't you know that their virtue this month is the virtue of kindness. And so as a collective group, as a whole church, we're going to be walking through kindness together. So what we're talking about up here is what they will be talking about downstairs. And if you have kids in Kid Point, I would encourage you to take full advantage of the opportunity to say, what did you guys talk about today? What were your verses? What were the stories? And listen to your kids talk about kindness, and then you can share with them what we talked about as well. And I believe this month will foster great conversations in our family. So just know there's great coordination all over this building in terms of kindness. Okay, let's start with this. An observation that I want to give to you, and then a definition of kindness just so that we're all on the same page. Here's the observation. In general terms, it sure seems like the world is not a very kind place. And some of you are nodding, you're agreeing with me. I don't think this is new information for anybody here. As you look, as you observe, as you peer into what's happening in culture, it's easy to come to the conclusion that the world is not a very nice place. To quote the great theologian, Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Here's what he said. The world's a very mean and nasty place. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently. The world's not a nice place. And it seems that there is a lack of kindness in our private and in our public discourse. Shanti, in her book, has this quote, which I think is incredible. She said, people have always had a remarkable capacity for both graciousness and harshness. I want to pause there for just a moment. I don't think a lack of kindness is a new problem. It's been around for a long time. And people have always had this capacity, as she states, for graciousness, for really good things, as well as for harshness or some really hard things. Graciousness and harshness. We live in this tension. So people have always had a remarkable capacity for graciousness and harshness, but today, here's her observation, it seems harshness is more easily let loose. And I would agree with that, and you probably do as well. So have we ever needed kindness more? 
Have we ever needed it more? That's the observation. The world's a mean place and it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently. And a dose of kindness is desperately needed from somebody, from somebody. That's the observation. All right, here's the definition. And I would encourage you to write this down in your talk notes, just so that we're all on the same page when it comes to thinking about kindness. The definition is this. It's showing others they are valuable by how you treat them. Showing others they are valuable by how you treat them. By the way, this is the same definition that our kids will be receiving today. So again, wonderful coordination here. Have fun conversations with your kids about this very definition. Showing others they are valuable by how you treat them. Now that definition, I believe, sets up perfectly our big idea for the day, which will frame the rest of our time together. And here it is. Your best spiritual year. And I want to keep coming back to that because I believe that's possible for everyone in here to have their best spiritual year, which will lead to your best year. So your best spiritual year involves showing others they are valuable by how you treat them or by extending kindness. So let's think through this now. With your Bible or your device, I want you to find Proverbs chapter 16. I'm going to read in just a moment, verses 23 and 24. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 23 and 24. The book of Proverbs is found about halfway in, the, in your Bible. It's an Old Testament book that follows the book of Psalms and is right before the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Proverbs falls into what scholars consider wisdom literature. There's a lot of nuggets of wisdom found within the book of Proverbs that apply to our daily living. The majority of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, who many consider the wisest man to ever live. And he was the king of Israel, if you're interested in this kind of a thing, from 970 to 930 BC. So he was the king, he was a wise man, and he wrote a great majority of the book of Proverbs. There are a couple of other authors in the book. Proverbs chapter 30 was written by a guy named Agur, and Proverbs chapter 31 was written by another king. His name was Lemuel. But the rest of the Proverbs, scholars tell us, are written by this wise man named Solomon, and we're looking at Proverbs 16, verses 23 and 24, written by Solomon. Here's what they say. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise, they are persuasive. And then verse 24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Again, from a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Coming out of these two verses, there are two thinking points that just naturally fall out of the text. Here's our first thinking point, and that is what you think is what you will say given the right set of circumstances and the right amount of time. What you think, what rolls around in your mind is eventually what you will say. This helps us to know that what happens up here matters. 
And the conversations that we have with ourselves up here, they matter. Right? We all have conversations with ourselves, don't we? Well, here's what I would say to him, or here's how I would respond to her, given the right set of circumstances. We have these conversations in our mind all of the time. And if what we think about up here is unkind, eventually what happens out here will also be unkind. That's just the way it works. So what you think is what you will say, and that's exactly what we find in verse 23, from a wise mind comes wise speech. And so the challenge for all of us is to put wise thinking into our minds because what you think is eventually what you will say. Here's the second thinking point. Kind words are helpful. Probably not new information for you, but I just want to remind us all about this. And it falls so naturally from verse 24. Kind words are are helpful. Verse 24, again, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Let's do a little word search here. All right. I'm kind of a Bible nerd. And so I love looking at these words and what's the original meaning here. And these verses were written in Hebrew and there's some beautiful words. And if we search, it gives richness to the text. So let's look at verse 24. Again, the kind words Kind is a Hebrew word that has the idea of graciousness, beauty, and pleasantness. So think about that. Gracious words, pleasant words, beautiful words. Well, they are like honey, which was a favorite food in biblical times. So anyone reading this, at that particular time would have thought about honey in a very positive way and thought of kind, graciousness, pleasantness, and beauty. And guess what? It's like honey. We all enjoy this. It's sweet to the soul. And that word sweet means exactly what we think it should mean. It's sweet. It's good. So these gracious, pleasant, beautiful words are like honey. They are good. They're sweet to the soul, and it ends by saying healthy for the body. That word healthy there in the construction of the sentence has the idea of repairing and restoring. So let's think about this for just a moment. Verse 24, a really powerful verse. Kind words, gracious words, pleasant words, beautiful words, they are like honey, which is a great thing, and it is sweet, it is good, and these kind words, when I give them, when I share them, they have the ability to repair and restore. Question. As you think about what is rolling around in your mind and the conversations that you have with yourself, And as you think about what you actually communicate and what you say, do your words repair and restore? Or do they bite and devour? Kind of two options there. And on a lot of days, we might sit somewhere in between and lean over here a little bit and then come back over here. 
but sometimes we hang out in the middle of this spectrum here. I want us to be thinking, though, my words, do they repair and restore, or do they bite and devour? Is there an edge to them? If your words bite and devour, you're not kind. You're not kind, based on what we discover in Proverbs chapter 16. Because kind words, they repair, they restore, and they build. And so if your words have an edge to them, if they're biting and devouring right now, there's a lack of kindness. But here's the good news, all right? And there's great news for all of us. No matter where you find yourself on that spectrum of repairing and restoring with your words or biting and devouring, no matter how you feel right now about that, we can all improve and we can get better. And that's good news. Thank you. I love this guy over here. Thank you for being here today. Helps me to know somebody's paying attention, which is always a good thing. No, you guys are doing a great job today. I know you have a lot on your minds. So I'm really thankful that you're considering being kind. So biting and devouring or repairing and restoring. No matter how you feel about your words right now, there's absolutely room for improvement. And we're going to spend a whole month trying to get a little bit better each and every one of us, each and every day, getting a little bit better at extending kindness and repairing and restoring with our words. So let me share two takeaways with you, one of which will be easy, and the other one's going to be tough. All right? Number one, take inventory of the harsh rhetoric you allow into your mind and life, and then take necessary steps to replace harshness with kindness. If we really took an inventory of what we allow into our minds and into our lives, there's probably a lot more harshness there than what we realize. And perhaps for some of us, or maybe even all of us, it's time to take a break from media and from our social media as well. A lot of harshness there. A lot of harshness. And it's just time for all of us, if we're going to live the kind of life that God wants us to live and have words that repair and restore, to say, I'm going to replace harshness with kindness. And so let's just all take a little inventory of the harshness that we allow into our mind and into our lives, and let's replace all of that harsh rhetoric with kindness. Now, I say that's the easy takeaway. That's actually pretty hard for us, but that's our easiest one today, and I want us to begin there, all right? Everybody, throughout the day, you just take inventory of the harsh rhetoric you may allow into your life and then get ready to replace it. Here's the hard takeaway. Number two, take the kindness challenge. And let me talk to you about that. The kindness challenge. I'm very excited about this, and I want everyone in here to consider taking the kindness challenge. So we have a big game coming at some point today. But before that game, there's still a few hours for everyone in here to think about one relationship that you want to improve. One relationship. And maybe that relationship is in a lot of trouble right now. And so that person is coming to your mind and it's just clear to you, I know I have to extend kindness to this individual. And maybe you're dreading the kindness challenge. I want you just to hang in there for a few moments, all right? Maybe you've got your person, and it's going to be tough. 
Maybe the person you're thinking of, the relationship you have with them right now is strong and it's okay and it's not in trouble. That's perfectly fine. Wherever that relationship may be today, you can still improve it. And so I want you as well to consider taking this kindness challenge. So whether your relationship is really stressed or whether you feel strong right now, I want you to be thinking about the kindness challenge. So you've got a few hours. I want you to think about one person and how you want to improve that relationship with them. It could be your spouse. It could be a child. It could be a coworker. It could be someone in your school. It could be someone sitting in the room right now. Some of you are elbowing each other. I love being up here sometimes just to watch your expressions. So if you're elbowing the person next to you, well, that's probably your person. Good luck with all of that. 30 days. So over the next 30 days, I want you to take three steps with this person. And again, I believe with everything inside of me, the relationship will improve. So here's the three steps. Are you ready for this? Step number one, say nothing negative about your person, either to them or about them to someone else. All right, it's already difficult, isn't it? We have two more steps that we need to add to this. So nothing negative about that person to them or perhaps more challenging to anybody else. Step number two, every day for 30 days, find one kind thing that you can genuinely praise about your person and tell them. And this is all about our words repairing and restoring. So we're living in a biblical way by taking these steps, which is going to be so good for all of us. Step number three, every day, do one small act of kindness for your person. So those are the three steps. Say nothing negative about your person to them or to anybody else. Every day, find one kind thing you can genuinely praise about your person and tell them. And then every day, one small act of kindness. Now, here's what Shanti in her research says about this. No matter who did the challenge or on whom they were focused, a romantic partner, colleague, step-parent, child, as long as participants practiced those three habits, 89% saw improvement in their relationships. So for the next 30 days, you get the chance to be a part of this 89%. And even if you fall in the other percentage, even if that's you, I think it's worth the risk. And it's worth taking a chance to say, I want to improve this relationship no matter how difficult it may be. Take the risk. Take a chance. I've done this with a person in the past. A lot of other people here at Valley Point have taken the kindness challenge as well. And we have seen wonderful results from this. It works. It's not easy, but it works. So with that person in your mind right now, be ready to take those three steps, as difficult as they are. And I think you're going to see that relationship begin to change and grow and flourish. And you will be living out. Here's the best part of it. You will be living out Proverbs chapter 16 that talks about your kind words, repairing and restoring. Now to help with that, I do have a website I want you all to check out at some point today or tomorrow. 
It's called Join the Kindness Challenge. This is based on Shanti's research, and there you can go, and you can actually sign up for the 30-day challenge, and here's how it will help you. You put in your name, and you can put in if you're doing this for a spouse or a coworker or a child, and then every day for 30 days, you're going to get a very annoying email. <laughs> All right, I, I did it, and they're annoying, and I didn't like probably 50% of the emails because it was a reminder of what I'm supposed to do for this person, and I found that to be annoying, but very good for me because it held me accountable and gave me a great idea that was appropriate for my person. And so if you sign up for that, you're going to get a daily reminder. Here is something that you can do. Here is something that you can say. Here is a way that you can pray for your person and improve the relationship. And there's other fun things at the site that you can do as well, other assessments. So check out jointhekindnesschallenge.com. And I think you'll find it to be very helpful. Okay. Best spiritual year best spiritual year. That's what we want. (laughs) That's what we want. That's what we need. Best spiritual year. If you want that kindness, kindness, and let's move away from words that bite and devour and have an edge to them. And let's get into this lane where our words repair and restore. So you think about your person. Who do you need to improve a relationship with over the next 30 days? Jump onto that website, sign up, and have fun. And I look forward to hearing your stories about how God used our series about being kind, please, how God used a biblical approach to kindness. This is so much more than just a great idea. It's God's idea, and that's why we want to do this. I look forward to hearing about how God is changing us And just imagine for a moment, just imagine, if a great big group of Valley Pointers decided, I want to improve my relationship with another person. Imagine the power of hundreds, if not thousands of us, saying, I will do this. Wow! What a difference that would make in our church, in our homes, in our communities, in our schools, and certainly around the world, wherever God takes us. So be kind, please. Let's take the challenge over the next 30 days. I do have one extra takeaway that you will not find in your program, but you might want to write this down. Here it is. Whatever happens in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Let's all say it together. Ready? Be kind, please. All right. Father, we're thankful for some time in your word and for the chance to step into a new series and a new challenge for us. God, I pray that you would take your word, what we find in Proverbs chapter 16 and in other passages that we will discover over the next three weeks, that you will use these words to change us. God, I pray that you'd help us to consistently look at the lens of your word and say, okay, here's what the word of God says that I need to do. I pray that you'd help us to be willing then to obey that and not look into the lens of scripture and say, too hard, too difficult, not right for me, but that we would be willing to read this and adjust. 
God, I know that my words sometimes can bite and devour. And that's not what you want for me. That's not what you want for anybody else here. So help us to think about the harshness that we allow into our lives to replace that with kindness so that what comes out of us repairs and restores. God, I pray for everybody here that for the next 30 days is gonna seek to improve a relationship with someone. God, I pray that you give them great success. I pray that actions and words would come together and dramatically change those relationships. God, I believe the power of hundreds, if not thousands of people from Valley Point saying, all right, I'm gonna do my best to improve this relationship. I think that's gonna change our community. God, may we see that happen through simple kindness. May that be the mark of Valley Point. That's a collection of people who are just kind. May that be said of us. So give us strength as we step into a difficult thing. It's not easy to do this. Give us strength and courage. And may we be kind, please. May we. We pray this and ask for your strength now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.